<laughs> What's up, guys? How's it going? It's your boys, Rowan and Felipe, at the So I Was Thinking podcast. I'm just gonna say this every time you start an episode, you sound guilty. Oh. And I'm here, and I don't know what you did. <laughs> just wait until you. Um, <laughs> no, we're, we're chilling over here at the So I Was Thinking podcast, we're, yeah, so, it's actually, it's been a while since I've done one of these, so I almost kind of forget how, how we open, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> follow us on social media, um, <laughs> all right, hey, if you're new to checking out our podcast, yes. Feel free to follow us on uh, Instagram, Instagram, TikTok, TikTok, Facebook, Facebook, MySpace, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, Christian Mingle. Yep. Farmers Only. Also that one. Uh, We are starting our very own bowling league this winter. Yes. So I was thinking bowling bowling league. So I was striking. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, if you're a graphic designer, we need somebody to do uh, t-shirts. Um, and if you're a um, rapper, we need a theme song. So uh, just spit some bars, uh, send them over this way uh, on this side of the pond, and uh, we'll get back to you on whether we use it or not. Uh, there's 12 people so far in our uh, group or league as it's called in the uh, bowling community. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's do with that w- uh, w- what you will. Um, <laughs> and get back to us with your uh, sick raps and um, dope ciphers. All right? Thank you. <laughs> I have never been more confused. That's not true, but I've completely forgot we were talking about a bowling league and i thought you were just asking people to design shirts for us and or submit a song for us which if you want to do go ahead and do that but please make it about bowling yeah anyway thank you so much to our sponsors uh for helping with this episode so no that's not so i was thinking records it might be at this point honestly no but rabbit hole records and our supporters you guys mean the world to us we can't do this without you uh, anyway, this is part four of our series, Famous Last Words, where we spent the last four or three, I guess this is the fourth episode, looking at Jesus's last words to his disciples. So he's, we're, we're looking at the book of John and starting in John chapter 14, and now we're finishing on 17. We're reading through, and I've always said this, this is one of my favorite sections of scripture because Jesus knows his time is almost up and he is doing whatever he can to get the message out that he wants his disciples to like not forget. He's not trying to make things difficult. He's not trying to mince words. He's saying what needs to be said so that they don't have any questions once he's gone. He's essentially preparing them for what life looks like when he's not around physically anymore. And he, he finishes up here in John chapter 17. Fun part is this is actually the longest recorder recorded prayer of Jesus um, is is John chapter 17. And you can kind of break this up into a few sections. Um, but we'll start. Should we start right from the top? 
Let's do it. Let's, All right. Let's discuss. Let's let's dig in deep. Let's get at the core of the apple. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted uh, he lifted his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all flesh, to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. In this eternal life that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. Is that where we want to stop? You got, got something to say to me? Uh, Punk? I'm just kidding. No, I think I think this is an interesting um, place to start off with because Jesus goes on. Uh, so there's four sections of Jesus' prayer and the first section in John chapter 17, Jesus is praying for himself, right? And... Uh, we learn what Jesus's true mission was here on earth. No, bring that back. I'm sorry. Um, so he's he's praying and he's talking about his purpose. And he says that he, his purpose here was to have authority over all flesh and to give eternal life to all those whom God had given him. And then he describes for the first time what we have is a definition for eternal life, which is knowing God, the one true God, and then knowing Jesus, whom God the Father sent. Mm. Um, which is interesting because I think when we think of eternal life, we think of living in heaven forever. We think of yeah. what it looks like. And I don't know, for whatever reason, I always hear birds when I think of eternal life. Like we're in paradise and, you know, like the streets of gold. And we have all the Christians who have gone before and now with us in, in heaven and we're doing things. And I don't really know. Like when I think of eternal life, that's what I think of. But Jesus clearly defines it as, hey, listen, eternal life is knowing the one and true the one and only true God and knowing Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's cool. And like you see in verse three, when it says, and this is eternal life that they know you, uh, the only true God and Jesus Christ who you've sent is kind of, um, that's like, that's our purpose. That's why we do it. Right. Like, uh, Jesus came down to earth so that we could have a personal relationship with God, right? Because before then, there were, like, laws that you had to follow and, like, ceremony that you had to follow and all this stuff. And Jesus kind of came down and fulfilled all of those laws so that we could have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And so, this is why this is so important uh, to our faith is because, like, Christ is outline outlining to us, like why what he's doing is so important he's letting us know that this like this is a big deal because we also when we read this in the context of uh, the jews listening to this in their time period like somebody saying that you can know god through jesus is something that like they would have never dreamed of right to have like two fishermen and tax collectors and all these different people who are like poor under the rule of the Romans to have somebody be like, yo, you get to have a personal relationship with like the one and only God. It's just like that would have been absolutely mind blowing to these people because like that's something that they've never had. Like their idea of a king is like Julius Caesar. Was that the big guy in charge during that time? One of the one of the Caesars, um, 
but that's their idea of like a king or whatever or and so like to have a personal relationship to god would have been just incredible especially like from their point of view yeah and i think i think the cool thing is that um that was the whole purpose of jesus was to reveal the father um, and so there's no more guesswork. There's no more like at the beginning of all this. When we started in John chapter 14, he says to Thomas, like, Thomas, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. Like there's there's no guessing here. Like this mm-hmm. is who you're who we're talking about. Um, and then what what is interesting here is uh, he said, I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. So even Jesus here is alluding back to the very beginning, right? John starts off his gospel by saying, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And and Jesus is the word that became flesh. And Jesus is, is saying here at the end, like, glorify me so that I have the same glory that I had with you before like not that he mm-hmm. not that he is any less god in human form but like he he did leave some aspect of his glory behind when he became man mm-hmm. right and um it's interesting that he's asking god to glorify him again but he's asking god to glorify him again because he accomplished the work given him to do and so you know like how many uh this challenges me because I think of like my faith and and where I'm at. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of times in, in our walk with God, we're trying to figure out what our purpose is here on earth. And we're trying to figure out what we're supposed to do. And Jesus knew exactly what his purpose was. And I don't think he leaves it a mystery for all of us. And I don't think it's something that it's like, ah, you know, like it's so hard Mm -hmm. for me to figure out, but, um, we bring glory to God by living out what we've were put here to do mm-hmm. as well. That's good. Let's keep reading here. Why don't you keep reading? Cause the microphone's being weird. Okay. Uh, I have, are we on verse six? Yep. Verse six. I've manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world. Yours, they were, and you gave them to me and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything that you have given me is from you for I've given them the words that you gave me and they have received them and have come to know in truth that I came from you and they have believed that you sent me. I am praying for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me for they are yours. All mine are yours and yours are mine and I'm glorified in them. I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. While I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them, and not one of them has been lost except the son of destruction, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and these things that I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves." I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I'm not of the world. Sanctify them in your truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent, as you have sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For their And for their sake, I consecrate myself that they also may be sanctified in truth. So we go from Jesus praying for himself to now Jesus praying specifically for his disciples, not us, but I mean, in some ways us, but specifically the 12 disciples sitting there in the room with him. 
and there's a few kind of sections here to talk about and break down but mm-hmm. um just know that this section he's praying specifically for the 12 people in the room with him but then that also like extends to us in some way but yeah what do you see out of this section bro um i think um you read a lot more than i thought you were gonna read my bad you didn't stop me (laughs) no it's all good um it's interesting that we like see jesus praying for specific people because i think people get confused that like everybody is a child of god right everybody born is a child of god and um I think I talked about this before. I'm not sure, but I'm going to talk about it again. Um, But like once you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and go through salvation, then you're a child of God. Absolutely. But if you're like, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I might be speaking out of turn. But um, but if like you don't want anything to do with God and you live your life the way you want to live your life and you reject who Christ is and you reject like his beliefs, like Jesus still absolutely loves you. Right. Um, I've heard it described. Like, I think this is the best description kind of tangential here, but, um, it's like, if you look at an artist, right. When he creates a masterpiece, he doesn't just like, okay, I have to make the head. I have to make the feet. I have to make this and that it's the artist doesn't just do the shapes, right? He puts like part of himself in his masterpiece. He puts his time, his sweat, his blood, his tears. Like he puts his emotions, the things that he's going through at the time. He puts everything into this one masterpiece and he fully commits himself to this masterpiece so that by the time it's done, this masterpiece isn't its own thing. It's a part of the artist. It's the artist's creation. And that's the same thing with each and every one of us like with God, right? We're each like this unique part of God that's God breathed and uniquely made by God. Um, and so absolutely he like, he loves us unconditionally. He died for each and every one of us. And he even in the scripture goes on to say, not one of us, uh, not one of us was lost except for the evil one or something like that. The son of destruction. The son of destruction. So, like, Jesus loves us absolutely, but that doesn't mean every single person's a child of God because uh, there's conditions to being a child of God, right? You need to live in his ways. You need to be, uh, produce the fruit of the spirit. You need to, like, have a relationship with God. But... um. I don't want that to come off as me saying that, like, Jesus won't love you if you're not Christian, right? Or Jesus doesn't love non-Christians. He absolutely loves Christians. He made people who aren't Christian, right? Like, those people are just as much masterpieces as uh, mere Felipe, right? Um, <laughs> but I think it's a, it's interesting that, uh, like, Jesus prays specifically over his disciples and makes it clear that he's not praying over the entire world like the this prayer this section of prayer at least is specifically for his disciples yeah um can you pull up the notes on the ipad um i think i think what's interesting to to get from this section of scripture is that um he's talking about his disciples and he reminds both them and us in the gospel as we are reading it like 
if you're my disciple, you're not part of the world. And he calls them to be, you know, out of the world. Um, and he like labels them as different from the world, right? And the world means anything apart from him. And so he's called his 12 disciples to himself. And he says, listen, I'm calling you out so that you're different than everybody else. Um, but then like over the course of this prayer, he says, you've called me out. They're not of the world, just like I'm not of the world, but I'm sending them back into the world. Um, and so we have to uh, he's he's already prefacing that we live in this tension as Christians where we're supposed to influence the world and not be of the world. Right. Like we're supposed to be the influencers, not the influence. We're supposed to be um, culturally aware, but not mixed in with culture like there's this uh tension that we face that we walk through where uh we're not we're not supposed to build our own private little communities like jesus didn't say like hey listen guys listen up this is my prayer real quick i'm trying to give you some quick instructions go and hide and don't tell anybody about me go and be your own little thing don't contaminate yourselves with the world like ignore the world like don't have anything to do with them and you'll be all right like just just save yourselves and be pure and and hide you know like Jesus is like, no, I'm sending you guys back because the world needs to know who I am. Like the world needs to and the, like the world needs Christians who are Christian that look like Jesus, mm -hmm. that follow his word, that love him, that live like him, that act like him, that talk like him, that serve like him. Uh, the world needs those people out in the workplace. We need them out in politics. We need them out in Hollywood. We need them out in the music industry. Like we need Christians out in the world, right? Like yeah. just pointing people, reminding people about Jesus, pointing people back toward the gospel, to reminding them of salvation and who he is. Um, but the interesting thing is more than anything, Jesus prays that um, his disciples would be one. Mm-hmm. And that's that's frustrating because I think what I see nowadays more than anything, and we talked a bit, a bit about this in church this morning, is just that the church is so divided. Yeah. Like people disagree over little things and it's it's embarrassing to watch on Facebook. It's embarrassing to see on social media the fact that we have Christians who are like going to war with each other. And the like the thing that Jesus prayed most for, that Jesus the thing that Jesus tried to drill home in his last prayer to his disciples was like, God, just as you and I are one in spirit, just as you and I are one in mission, just as you and I are one uh, in our relationship, I pray that they would be one. Mm -hmm. And Jesus talks a lot about how, how we treat each other, how we love each other, how we are one, the world would see him. Mm -hmm. And, I think sometimes it doesn't matter if we're in in society and if we're out in culture, if we can't live as one in the church. Yeah, that's good. Sorry, I'm really far away from the mic. Yeah, well, I'm, I just try to change that with my key, with my mouse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's good. Should we keep reading? Yeah. All right. Okay. I do not ask for these things or these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. Jeez, man. Ooh. I got <laughs> really dizzy all of a sudden. My bad. <laughs> that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you. That they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them. That they may be one, 
even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you loved me. Father, I, des I desire that they also whom you have given me be may be with me where I am, to see my glory that you have given me, because you loved me from before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. Ooh, that was cool. Because I think this is Jesus's like closing statements, right? This is Jesus's final words, right? And he just, he simply just like puts his message there, right? He, he goes, um, all right, <laughs> um, his mission, right? <laughs> um, this is rough. Okay. <laughs> you got it? <laughs> you go. All right. Um, My mind's a mess. No, you're fine. Um, so, again, like, G like you said, these are Jesus' closing thoughts in his prayer. And he's saying... Listen, like the most important thing for us is that we be one, right? Like just as he and the father are one and and even in, in the in the end here, like when he says, you know, like the greatest commandment that he leaves for us is that we would love one another just as he loved us. This is how the world would know that we are his. And he's praying for the like at this point, right? Like he prayed for himself. He prayed for his disciples and then he prayed for uh, us saying like the ones, you know, like not just the, these only in the room, but also praying for those that would believe in me through their word. So he's now praying for the future of the church and those who are to come, which is us now listening to this podcast. Um, but, you know, like he goes saying all these things and he includes us in this prayer, which I think is dope to know that Jesus prayed for me, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and then. But the message he wants us to know is that it's so important that we are one and i think as christians when it comes to doctrine when it comes to theology i think that there are lots of things that we can agree to disagree on right like there are yeah. some things that are that are you know that i think are salvation issues and i think we can't disagree on those things and i think other things are like okay you know like or some things maybe aren't salvation issues but they're very clear and then other things are like ah you know who knows you know like for mm -hmm. example like me and my dad disagree about tattoos you know like but we agree on just about everything else when it comes to the important topics um and and so i think that there are things that it's okay to disagree but like at the end of the day we are one Right. Like not just because he's my dad, but as as my brother, that's weird to think about, like as my brother in faith, my dad and I, we agree and we fight for each other. You know, like Rowan and I, 
you know, like we are one when it comes to our faith. Like we, I have Rowan's back. Rowan has my back, you know, like this is, this is what it is that we push past petty arguments. We push past whatever we push past, you know, like whatever disagreements we have, because it's more important that we are one because in being one, we know God more because God is three in one. Like think about the dynamics of that relationship, right? Like God, the father, God, the Holy spirit, God, the son, Jesus. And, and they're not at, they're not ever in a power struggle. Um, and they, they, they live freely among each other in, in this beautiful relationship. And that's what Jesus is praying for that in the same way that him and the father have this beautiful, harmonious relationship that his church would have this beautiful, harmonious relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's so important. You have your words back now? Yeah. Sorry about that. Hard reboot over there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was just going to say, kind of going back to like what I was talking about before, like think of how revolutionary this is to the people listening, right? This is Jesus saying that you can be one with God. Like, keep in mind, the only people who've talked to God these past few centuries have been priests, and they have to go through ceremony, and they have to be completely cleansed, and all of this stuff just to, like, be in the presence of God for, like, whatever, right? Not the full presence of God, obviously, but... um go through all of these steps and God was not for like the common people. Right. And then Jesus comes along and he's like, you know what? Through me, we, me are, you can be one with God just as I am one with God. Like that's completely revolutionary. And I think we kind of need to get that, get that back almost. Right. Cause we hear it over, especially people who've grown up Christian, kind of like me, where it's like, you hear that over and over and over and over again. And it starts to lose like its punch, right? You're like, all right, yep, I get to be with God. Yay, hooray. And then you're like, ugh, in internal life, do we really have to worship God 24-7? Like, I cannot sing reckless love for that for all of eternity, right? It's like at church, the song comes on and you just, you're like, oh, when is this going to be over? And it's like, do I have to do that for all of eternity? But we have to realize that, like, we have to like almost reignite that excitement of like we get to be one with the creator of the universe. We get to be one with God. Like that that should blow our minds and spark a desire in us to go out and do more. And uh, that's another thing I want to talk about just briefly is just like Jesus is kind of outlining how important it is to know God, right? Because I've, I've been talking to Felipe about this over the past uh, like week or two about how like uh theology like uh how much you pray how much you read your bible all that stuff is really meaningless when there's no like desire that goes behind it right if you don't desire those things or if there's no like real yearning for uh god behind those prayers and that reading the bible and really it's just like a habit that you do every single day then really it's worthless you might as well just not like not do it in the first place yeah and the way you get that desire is by knowing god like do you actually know god do you just spend time with him um and like was one thing that's kind of really changed my perspective on reading the bible is uh how i'm reading my bible because i would read my Bible to gain some like theological uh, little nugget, right? Uh, But now it's like I read the Bible so that I know Jesus better. I know what his character is like. Who like who is Jesus? Like what was he actually like? And 
just like I want to get to know like somebody as a friend and like if I make a new friend like I get to know them I hang out with them all this stuff and like I spend time with them and pretty like that's how you make friendships is that you get to know people and so I want to do the same thing with Jesus right I want to get to know him and through that I gain a desire because by knowing Jesus you know his mission right and you know the importance of his mission right and so that will lead to a desire that will back up all of your prayers not back up all of your prayers as in like answer every single one of your prayers, but like your prayers will have meaning. Like the theological little nuggets that you get out of reading your Bible, they're actually going to mean something and they're going to go towards something because you desire God and you desire it more. And I just think that's a really cool thing, but I think we miss out on it so much because of like the monotony of Bible reading sometimes because now we've made it like a habit. We've been like, all right, wake up, read the Bible time to actually get to work just like yeah yeah i think that's interesting we have a little bit of time here so let's let's go further into this topic because right john 14 um jesus says i am the way the truth life no one can know the father except through me john 15 jesus says i am the vine and you are the branches if you don't remain connected in me you have no real life uh, John 16, we talk about the Holy Spirit and the work of the Holy Spirit and the whole work of the Holy Spirit is to reveal Jesus. And then Jesus is saying like, hey, by the way, it all culminates in this. If you know me, you know God and you get to know God. So um, I remember I remember when I was maybe I was your age, Rowan, but I was walking to church one day and it was it was like summer or whatever. And. I don't, I wasn't like depressed. I wasn't whatever, like, but I started crying walking to church. And I was like, like at, at that point in my life, like in high school is when I decided that I want to follow God for real. My relationship with God, like was actually real. Like I would sit there and, and read my Bible and feel like I just spent like time with Jesus in the room with me, you know, like it was a crazy point in my life where it was real. And I mean, like it still is like, I still talk to Jesus all the time. I still read my Bible. I still pray all the time. Um, but like, it was so much different than how I had grown up in church before. And I remember like breaking out crying on, on the way to church. And I was like, God, you know what? Like, just take me now. Like, what's the point? Like, I wasn't sad. Like I wasn't depressed. I didn't want to kill myself. Like I wasn't suicidal, but I was, I, I genuinely said like, God, if I get to know you right now, how could that be bad? Like, yeah, people mm-hmm. are going to miss me. Yeah, people are going to whatever. Somebody's going to cry somewhere. But like, I get to spend eternity with you right now. Like, please, like, just just forget it. Like, I don't need to live a long life. If I get to know you and be with you right now, like, just take like, let a car hit me and let it be quick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, just put me out real quick. And I get to spend eternity with you. And it was a genuine desire to just say like, like, God, what's, you know, what's the point? And now, I mean, now that I'm older, like there are times where I still feel like that, like where it's just like, God, I just, I just want to spend time with you. But I think, I think we often forget kind of what you touched on that. This isn't a chore. It's a relationship. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, what have you, what have you been doing different in your life? Um, like practically now that you see that difference to help that desire grow. 
Are you asking me? Yeah, that was a question. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to keep going. No, but, like, um, I've been, like, kind of like what I said, and this is, like, the biggest thing, and I've actually seen, like, stuff come of it. Um, but just, like, reading my Bible with a different mindset, right? Like, now, uh, when I pick up my Bible, or more realistic, pick up my phone, because now I, I, I listen to the Bible now, um, but, like, I'll, I'll take a bit of silence, like, I'll turn off my music, and I'll, I'll just pray, I'll be like, I ask God, like, let me, let me know you more, like, can I, help me get to know you more, right, because Jesus says, asking you will receive, right, so I'm, I'm asking God, like, I want to know you, to like feel my desires so that like my life doesn't go to waste right then I turn on the bible and I just kind of like I just kind of like let it kind of feed it through my body right I'm thinking about it like usually I'll listen to it while I'm sweeping the floor or like cleaning the bathrooms or something and I'm just kind of dwelling on it and then I'll like once I'm like all right I'm done I'll shut it off and I'll just like stand there again silence I don't do any music I don't do anything and I just think about what like what I've learned what have I learned about like Jesus's character who like how is how is what I just learned like gonna change the way I act like and I just kind of sit with it and I just kind of let the Holy Spirit like do its thing and convict me and like do his thing what you keep I calling say? the Holy Spirit an it <laughs> my bad doing doing his thing right <laughs> You call it a spirit, and you expect me to call it a he. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> called him a he. Um. So I just let her do her thing, and nope. <laughs> I just let him do his thing, right? And like convict me, and like do what he needs to do. And um, I don't know if this is like correct or anything, uh, but I just, I don't listen to any music. Like I don't listen to worship music because that just distracts me, and I just start thinking about the music more than I think about like. Jesus and stuff um so I don't want anything to take my eyes off of Jesus but I just like kind of sit on it and uh I got that because Jesus says maybe Jesus uh like you want to dwell on the scriptures day and night and although I don't read or listen to my bible every minute of every single day like I do I think about it I try to like meditate over it and I try to I um I just read a part of Ma- the part of Matthew where he says like uh, a foolish man like hears my words and just doesn't do anything with it and he's like a builder who builds his house on sand right yeah. and when the storms come it washes away but somebody who hears my words and follows is like somebody who builds their house on rock and they have a solid foundation so i don't just let the words go through my ears be like cool all right time to like do my own thing and live life the way i want to live life but i hear the words and I try to follow them. Right. Um, and I try to practically applicate them to my life. Applicate. Is that a word? Apply. (laughs) (laughs) Apply is a word. (laughs) Applicate. That's, (laughs) it should be a word. It's, (laughs) it's part of application. (laughs) Man, we've, that's like, uh, that's another word. We've had a few words that, like, anointment apparently isn't a word. But anointment is a thing. <laughs> what was the other one? 
revelationary revelationary yeah and then uh and then whatever you just said applicate applicate instead of apply that's it that's a good one no i think i think that's good though i think that really drives it home because um i think a lot of times we we try to rush through a relationship with god because it seems like a chore when in reality like we are blessed to know god and we get like that's the that's the crazy thing about christianity that's what makes christianity different than all the other religions in the world that's what makes this like mind-boggling is is the fact that this isn't about live your life according to a certain set of rules and you will end up with um you know a desired outcome this is god became man and lived among us and revealed himself to us and and wants relationship with us and not only that like he gave his life for what he calls our transgressions he like he laid aside what sin was and he gave his life for our sin he traded our place and then did so so that we could know him better Mm -hmm. and really like that's that's the point of his famous last words is Yo, I am who I said I am, which is so gangster. Like, if you think about Jesus, he's just like, yeah, I'm God. I've been saying it this whole time. I haven't been kidding. Um, You're going to need to remain in me. You're going to need to get to know the Holy Spirit. And by doing all those things, you are going to know God the Father. You're going to have relationship with him. And you need to be one. Stop arguing. Mm -hmm. Even, Even thousands of years ago, Jesus already told us to stop arguing. And we need to start doing that. But anyway. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Uh, that was the end of our series. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you like what you hear, we also have other episodes where we talk about other things. Uh, they're pretty cool. Um, we also have merch if you want to buy that. Uh, it's pretty pretty cool. Uh, again, social media. I think I opened with that. Um, you Instagram, that. Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook. Dude, I'm running on like three hours of sleep. That's not true. But we'll go with it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Peace out. Uh, toodaloo. Ask any questions. You can ask questions on Spotify now. I don't know how, but you can figure it out. That's up to you. <laughs> yeah, also you can uh, message us. You can go to our website, SauceThinkingPodcast.com. You can send us any questions that you might have, or you can interact with us on Instagram because we like that. We like replying to you. Check us out on YouTube. Thanks once again for tuning in, and thank you to our sponsors. Why don't you become a sponsor? How about that? Buy some merch. It's almost Christmas. It's almost Christmas. <laughs> Get some sweaters. It'll keep you warm. Yeah, for your secret Santa. Also, real quick. We do actually cover, like, topics and questions. That's how we started. Um, So, because I'm just now realizing we haven't done, like, a topic or anything in quite a long time. Yeah, quite some time. Might be doing one next, so. Yeah, maybe. Perhaps. I was in the camera. All right. See you next time. See ya. felt a little too sensual.